I've been thinking about these. I feel like I'm talking with a southern accent. If I am, I'm sorry. It's the jacket, all right? I, I got to get my mouth straight here. Okay, here we go. I, uh, I've been thinking about uh, some things lately, and I've been, I've been these particular two topics uh, that relate to each other. I actually started with the idea of sound because a lot of times we talk about what we declare and what we say and the importance of it and, and how when you say something, it's put into the atmosphere and it, you know, it, uh, it never stops because you've said it. Now that sound wave goes around the world and on and on and on. And I, as I began to research that, trying to confirm that that was true, I, I, I found out that uh, it's actually not true. That sound actually does eventually fade to nothing. And that sound waves, now, now don't get nervous, I'm not saying that what the Lord has declared or said ends or anything like that, but sound waves actually do end. They eventually dissipate into nothing, and they dissipate by what they contact and what they hit and what absorbs them, and they become nothing eventually. And, and, and light waves, there is nothing that can stop or dissipate a light wave. So you might be thinking of that wall right now, we say, well, that's stopping the light from going through. It might stop the light from going through, but it doesn't stop the light because it just reflects off of that and bounces back into the room. See, light can't be stopped, and it never dissipates completely. Um, light waves are, or sound waves are um, travel through, uh, through the air at approximately 1,100 feet per second. So it's about half the rate of like a 9-millimeter bullet. Right, so, so it's actually slower than a bullet, sound waves. It takes that amount of time to get to the back of the room. Um, and imagine that. And so when I say something here, you're going to hear it before they hear it back there because there's actually a difference. As a matter of fact, those speakers back there are on a delay, um, or the ones up here are on a delay, or whatever, however it works, so that you all are hearing both speakers in the back at the same time. Right? Because... Even in this distance, which doesn't seem like a lot, sound has a delay. It, it takes time. Sound also um, has to have a carrier. So it has to have either a liquid, a solid, or some sort of gas. It has to have a medium. Sound can just not, not just carry through nothing. It has to have an atmosphere of gas. It has to have... Liquid, it has to have a solid for vibration. It has to have something in order to be transmitted. Light needs nothing. It has no carrier, no medium. Light travels 186,000 miles per second. 1,100 feet per second. 186,000 miles per second. So it's like, basically like, uh, you know, uh, 1,100 feet per second is like not even a quarter of a mile. 186,000 miles per second is how fast light. Now, why does this make any sense to any of us? I'm going to make it make sense, hopefully. That's the idea. You know, in the beginning, God said, let there be light. He, he, he spoke creatively with his voice, but he knew that his word in that moment, had to create something that would be sustained throughout time. I'm going to say that again. 
He knew in that moment when he created light that his word needed to create something that would be sustained far after his words were absorbed by whatever. And, and from that moment forward, from the moment of creation, when he said, let there be light, that light still shines today and nothing has been able to dim it. So you can look throughout time. You can look at the Ten Commandments. You can look at when they, they worshipped a, a golden calf or built altars to pagan gods or, or martyred people in the name of God or, they, or whatever it may be throughout time that has happened, the different movements that have been done in the name of God, the Dark Ages, whatever stuff happened in the New Testament. Uh, uh, if you move into our history, slavery, you know, civil rights, different injustices throughout time that oftentimes were done in the name of God, none of that stopped his light from shining. None of it stopped it. None of it prevented it from shining. From the very beginning, he spoke something into existence that could never be dimmed, that could never be dulled, that could never be silenced, and that would withstand the test of time. But something happened because when Jesus came to the earth, he came and he said, I am the light of the world. And then in Matthew chapter 5, he leaves us and he says, you are the light of the world. Put that up there for me, chapter 5. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. I, I, I want to break this down for you, real, what I've been feeling in my spirit as the church and as believers, and really everybody, but I'm going to pick on us for a moment. We like to make a lot of noise. But noise fades. Oftentimes when you encounter or talk to somebody, they will, they will forget what you said, but they will remember how you made them feel in that moment. They'll remember the look on your face, have no idea what you said, but they'll remember how you made them feel in that moment. And how often do, do we say one thing, but we really feel something else, and the person feels what we feel towards them and not what we said towards them. And we might say the right thing or the wrong thing or whatever it may be, but really it's how our light is shining that ultimately changes and impacts the world for the negative or the positive. Uh, verse, chapter 4, bring it back one for me. In verse 16 it says, The people who were sitting in darkness saw a great light, and those who were sitting in the land in the shadow of death, upon them a light dawned. So if we just for a moment, guys, go with me on a journey and map out the earth for me. Look at the people on that map. Look at the people in our city. There's pockets of light, and there's pockets of darkness. And those dark places are waiting for the light to dawn. Nobody's sitting in their dark place going, you know what would really, really suck right now? Is if light showed up. It would really ruin our time, wouldn't it? Come on. They are, we are waiting. They are waiting for light to come. Waiting for light to show up. I, I, I uh, just been thinking about my own interactions with people. And man, I've got it so wrong so many times. Occasionally I get it right. 
But you know, I can get up here and talk till I am blue in the face every week and make a lot of noise and make bold statements and prance around and act like I'm a big shot. But if you run into me in the grocery store and I turn my shoulder and I don't have time for you, I could have all the revelation poured out here, but what you experience there, how I decide to either shine my light or keep it dim, will determine how you feel or experience me. And you come to me and say, you know, you turned your shoulder on me and didn't look my, I know you saw me, you ran the other way. And I'll say, but I, I pour out my gift every Sunday to you. Isn't that enough? Now you want me to talk about the cheese you bought in the supermarket? You say, I don't care what you say Sunday morning. I know how you made me, you made me feel. I, I've had times where people have said to me, um, I heard that you said that I was such and such. I'm thinking to myself, I've never told anybody that. But darn it, I have felt that about you a million times. <laughs> I know there is no way somebody told you I feel that way. But every time I see you, that blares across my mind. It just races. I can't even remember your name. It just, I know I felt that towards you. People feel what we feel. They know when we're deciding to let the light of God shine through our eyes and through our life and soul versus deciding that we're going to make a lot of noise and not back it up with new life. I love that picture that he spoke, but from the spoken word came light. And light is what created everything. Light is what brings new life. And I, I said this in the earlier service. Uh, you know, we have, we have two paths that our tongue can take. Two powers. It says life and death are in the power of the tongue. And so we can decide to speak words that create light. Or we can decide to speak words that create darkness. There is no middle ground. John 1.5 says, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. What's so beautiful about this is we're not in a war with darkness. The war is if you show up. That's the only battle. There's no conversation darkness has with light. It's, it's a foregone conclusion. It's like, it's, like, it's like somebody who forfeits a match, all the other team has to do to win is show up. Can you imagine sitting at home saying, I just don't know if we go to this game, coach, if we just have what we need. I don't know if we can win this thing. And the coach is like, hey, the other team called. They're not coming. All we need to do is walk onto the court. But coach, you don't understand. Billy's had an off week. Did you see the way he hit last week? I mean, did you watch him? The guy is, is he, he's like, is he see, he's seeing triples when the ball's coming at him. We're telling him to hit the one in the middle, but he misses it every time. We're not going to, he's like, no, no, no. We don't even have to swing the bat. By the very nature of us being what we are, when we show up, the other team has already forfeited. We just got to show up. 
And so you have places of darkness that are waiting for the dawn to happen. Jesus comes and says, this thing God created from the beginning of time that cannot be stopped, cannot be changed. I am now the incarnate of that here on the earth. And before I leave this earth, I want to make you know that the same light that created the heavens and the earth, the same light that shines through me, that discipled my disciples, that spread the gospel across uh, this entire area of the world, the same light is now inside of you. Can you imagine that we would sit at home and and talk ourselves out of the opportunity we have to impact the world? I mean, we do. We come up with all the reasons why we can't do what we know we probably could do. We cancel or try to cancel the effectiveness of the light inside of us. But if, if the dark ages didn't do it, if slavery didn't do it, if, if worshiping idols and pagan gods and slaughtering children in the name of God didn't do it. Do you know that John Calvin, folks, John Calvin stood idly by endorsing a man to be burned at the stake because he didn't get the Trinity, right? The reason I'm looking at my mom is because the first service I said trilogy. I quickly corrected myself. I had a Star Wars moment and said trilogy. But I said, and I was like, I mean Trinity, because he didn't see the Trinity the same way. And if you go online and you research it, you'll find out, no, Pastor Dan, you're wrong. The theologians have corrected you. He did not endorse him being burned at the stake. He just endorsed him being killed by hanging, and they decided him to burn at the stake. And he made an appeal to the court that said, I think burning at the stake's a little, you know, it's a little too dramatic, guys. Let's just hang him instead. Because he didn't see the Trinity, the role of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and how that all lined up with faith. John Calvin. When are we going to get to a place where we realize that all of these things that we think we have to make noise about and we have to argue about and we have to get into this about and that about, I mean, at the end of the day, that fades and what people are going to know is how they felt when you talked to them, how they felt when you looked at them, how they felt in your presence and if they didn't feel loved and they didn't feel the light of God shining from the inside of you. 1 Corinthians 13 says you can give your body to be burned at the stake. You can give everything you have to the poor. You can prophesy the paint off the walls. All of that amounts to nothing if those people that you're trying to communicate to with that noise don't feel the light of God inside of you. Listen, I am one, I love a good debate. I love to have a good conversation with people. When I have a topic, people have perspectives in a respectful way. Bring it on. Even if it gets exciting and heated, as long as it's respectful. I'm not talking about dialogue and debate and questions and and disagreements and that sort of stuff. I'm talking about when we think that our most important thing about us is what we say, when really it's how people feel. And what they see in us. And what they feel is based on what they see in us. Because this is cheap. We had, on Wednesday night, I was, I was here Wednesday night, and, and the Lord spoke to me that somebody in the, in the congregation, a couple in the congregation specifically, was talking about giving a sum of money. And I called that number out. And uh, one of them came up to me after, after the offering I wasn't speaking. I was actually doing kids' church. I taught the kids on um, a Wednesday, which was a lot of fun. Still have my hair. And, uh, and, and 
one of them came over to me and, and she came over to me in, in the room and she said, uh, by the way, the couple you were speaking to is us. We're going to drop a check off. That's great. You know what I'm waiting for? The check to get dropped off. Because, honey, you can say whatever you want until the check gets dropped off. Do you hear me? Now, this couple, the next morning, dropped a check off. They followed up with their words, what they said they would do. And I really believe that the world, yeah, followed up, yeah, they followed up with their actions, what they said they would do with their words. I believe that the world is not just wanting to hear noise, to hear platitudes, to hear scriptures barked at them, to hear whatever we've heard from some five-step help book somewhere that someone wrote, uh, whose life is probably a mess anyways. I believe they're looking for us, yeah, maybe to say something, but to back it up with how we make them feel and what they see inside of us. And if they don't feel like his love and light shining from us, I, I, it's, we have nothing. I've, I've been around folks before. It's like, you, you know, and, and preachers are notorious for this. It's like, stand up, Michael, for me. You're going to be my, my, my guest. You just see him. Oh, it's so good to see you. My, Jesus, it's been a long time. This guy is one of my favorites. Just, he's, oh, yeah, yeah. Right? And you just look at this brother here, this, this brother. That means I don't know your name. This brother. <laughs> You mean so much to me, I don't even know your name, and I'm not going to ask you. I do, this is Michael. But it's just so good. And you just, when you're done, you're just like, I just feel like somebody should check my back for like a post-it note or slime running down the back of my hand. Like, what just happened right there, right? Uh, We went shopping for a car recently to get Australia a car, and we we went to a dealership, and it was like when I walked in, you know, you could see, and they're just sitting down there just like literally looking like life is horrible, you know, just like talking to one another and smoking a cigarette, and all of a sudden they see some fresh meat arrive on the, you know what I mean? Like, And they're just like, hey, sir, how's it going? Bless you. All right, here we go, right? And this guy's like, hey, did you know also I've been to the Philippines and done some mission work, right? And the next thing I know, the car was $3,000 more expensive than they said it was, right? You know, you can say all the right things and make all the noise, but sound waves eventually dissipate into nothing. But light cannot be, it cannot be diverted and changed. It needs no medium. It's not dependent on anything. Think about that. Also this, when he said, you are the light of the world, he didn't say you would reflect my light. Come on, that's one of our favorite Christian things to say. Just like the moon reflects the S-U-N, I reflect the S-O-N. No, actually, he's on the inside of you, and now you are, with him in you, in your new creation, the source of that light. So you don't have to, like, tap into some heavenly place. You have now become, with him inside of you, that light to the world around you. So all you need to do this is you. Come on. No extra tools or, or alignments of the stars to happen. So what does this look like? Is this making sense to you guys, or am I just rambling this morning? Isaiah 58, can you throw that up there for me? It's talking about fasting in the traditional sense of fasting, and, and the prophet is challenging their kind of look or their view on fasting in this moment. And he says, all right, guys, I know what you think fasting is. He goes, and, and you can just kind of replace any religious practice right here. Th- that'll help you out. 
anything that we think makes us more spiritual or God's more pleased with us. And he said, let me tell you what this looks like practically to live this out. He says this, he says, it is not this kind of fasting I have chosen to loose the chains of injustice, untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry, to provide the poor wanderer with shelter, when you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood? Then, then your light will break forth like the dawn. Then your light will break forth like the dawn. I mean, this is obviously not a complete list, but it is a really good head start. Come on, it's a really good start to understand practically what it looks like for our light to shine. I mean, if somebody's hungry, somebody's naked, somebody's homeless, that's what I love about this church. We are like doing everything we can to be as much light to as many people in our community. But I am not satisfied with where we're at. I think there are so many more opportunities for us as a church. And I think we cannot stop dreaming you know, as, as many gray hairs as he has. I just don't want him to stop dreaming. As many times as he walks into my office and says, I have an idea and I want to kill myself in that moment. I don't want him to stop dreaming. I don't want my sister to stop dreaming. I don't want my mom to stop dreaming. I don't want you to stop dreaming. We've got to dream with how can we be light to more people in this community, in the places around the world. We've got to figure out what wanderer isn't being addressed, what group of people hasn't been dealt with or talked to or invited in, what, what naked person person needs to be clothed? What hungry person needs to be fed? We cannot stop asking ourselves these questions. And I'm going to tell you this, church, it gets really uncomfortable sometimes because you think that by asking the question, who else, that we're somehow admitting to some great failure because we missed something. No, 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 no. It is the progression of our faith and understanding that says, yes, we have done this much, but there's more to do. And then when we get this done, there's more to do and there's more to do. And you might be sitting there going, is this ever going to stop? No, because of the light of God has to reach every corner of our community, and there is no end to it. There is no end to it. Are you saying Isaiah 59 at me? Oh, trying to preach. Okay, good. It's good to know. Good to know, Jimmy. <laughs> Clearly. I, uh, I want to say this to you. I, I, I want to say this to you before I end, and I, I don't want to embarrass anybody, but I, I want to say this to you. Sometimes people that aren't traditionally every week in the church understand this better than we do. I'm going to pick on you, Lee. Is that all right? And who? Lee. Oh. Your buddy. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, you know, Lee, Lee helped not just help build, but the, the place is named after him, the Lee Weatherington Boys and Girls Club, long before he met us. And Lee would admit to you, I haven't always been in church, or that be my thing. He'll admit that to you. He's an open guy. But he, he understood it. He understood that I have some resources. I've been successful building homes and, 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 and being wise with my money and investing, and I've got some resources, and where are some places that are dark that, that I can light up? He, he, he's gone into multiple boys and girls clubs and rehab rooms for them and poured resources into it and bright. I mean, it's such a picture. 
change the paint on the walls. You think, why? I mean, why would you, why would you paint the walls those colors and get those colorful furniture? Because it was about brightening up the room. There's something about light that makes somebody who feels like they don't have a chance or an opportunity feel like there's hope. When, when we opened, funny enough, I didn't even think about this, when we opened the Lee Weatherington Family Village, the campaign was the Turn the Lights On campaign. I just thought of that. The first service didn't get this. This is a bonus round. And the woman who thought up the tagline, her name is Sally Janowitz. And she is, would not, in any shape, she's passed on. She's a wonderful lady. But she, she was not a church-going woman. But she knew that light needed to come to a community. She was a temple-going woman. She's a Jewish lady. Like, can we take, and Lee loves the Lord. He's an amazing, amazing example of just what it looks like to be the hands and feet of God to a community. So we love you so much. But there, I, you may not have the resources of the person sitting next to you, but you have you. And I'm asking you, what's in your hands? I'm not even taking up an offering. Where is there darkness around you that you can bring light? Not just noise, light. Think about if, if you went into a, I'm picking on you now. If you went into a boys and girls club and said, you know, it'd be a lot of fun, Mr. Director. If we just came in here and just spruced this up in here. And, and then he never heard from him again. It's just noise at that point. But light, just like love, looks like something. It's visible. It's tangible. It was spoken from the beginning of time. Jesus became the manifest example of it here on the earth. And then he said, as he left this earth, my light is in you. Now go and awaken the dark places. I'm telling my message, if you're looking for it online, is, is the golden hour. Because the, as a photographer or somebody who's into visual arts, there's a, an hour before sunset where everything just seems so glorious. And they call it the golden hour. And that's when you want to take the, the romantic pictures of, you know, uh, engagement photos on the beach or whatever it is. It's the golden hour. And, and it's amazing because you can have, like, okay skin and be okay looking. And when that golden light hits your face, it just changes everything. You all know what I'm talking about. They have filters that try to make it up. But I'm telling you, there's something about light that goes into places and transforms people's perspective and changes even what they see in themselves. And it has withstood the test of time, and there's nothing that can stop it. So here's my ask today. We are a noisy bunch. I don't know if I can ask you not to be noisy. We're a noisy bunch. We are. We like to make a lot of noise, and that's okay. But let's focus our words on creating light. And let's live our life where his light and love are shown with those around us. And if you're asking how, look to Isaiah 58. These are just examples. But you and I both know when we encounter situations that need some light. A person, a place, a group, a family. Let's be light. Let's be light.
Let's let every hour be golden hour. He closes out the book by saying, if you're, if you're naked, if you're hungry, if you're an orphan, he says, what you've done unto the least of these, you've done unto me. Y'all got this? You want to go eat lunch? Let's bow our heads and pray. Can we do that together? Father, we thank you that you are light, that you came to this world. <laughs> Don't bow your heads. I got to tell you this. This is great. This is funny. <laughs> Sorry, psych. You were all excited. I got you all excited. You're thinking about, I'm going to go to Chipotle and I'm going to order. What did he just say? <laughs> Betty, did he say we're not doing the prayer thing now? Um, when the creation when Jesus came into this world. Another bonus from the first service they didn't get. But when Jesus came into this world, what is it that shined above him? Light. He created the heavens and earth with it. He marked his son coming into this world as light with a light. People found Jesus because of the light. It was their roadmap to him. They didn't set up a speaker system. God didn't bring thunder. He didn't like perch on top of that manger and start screaming, he is here. Follow my voice. Ping, ping, ping. No, he put light up because he knew nothing could stop that light. And from far and wide they came. What would it look like for us to be that same light that guides people to him? Come on. I'm glad I added that. Father, we thank you for this word, that you are light, that you are love, that you are the incarnate of everything you meant from the beginning of time, and it cannot be stopped, it cannot be changed. And God, we want, we want to be, as Revelation 21, 23 says, the city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light. The city is waiting for us to bring that light that is found in the glory of God, not from the sun and moon, from us. So God, today we leave here, we think about the ways we can be light to the world. We think about that, yeah, we might be a noisy bunch, but we need to use our words and our noise to create light, new creation and life in one another and the places that you've put us. We commit to that today in Jesus' name. And everyone says, Amen. love you. Goodbye. See you Wednesday. Thank you.